Hi, my name is Tony DeBono, and I never listen to I Doubt It with Dumbledore. Wait, what's that? The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. A loyal, lovely, wonderful audience. This is episode 373 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, as always, Jesse Dollamore. Seated across from me, the woman who keeps the show a rolling. Lovely co-host Brittany Page. I don't know about that, but I I I do <laughs> some behind the scenes work. Yeah, you do. Which I spent a lot of time doing today, um, which was stuffing envelopes for Patreon supporters um, so that they can have stickers. Do we have a pile of them here on the table? We don't, um, but it is a pile of them that are going to be going out. Yeah, yeah. And it's always fun to see all the different places that they're going to go. Yeah. And um, just, I mean, we have a map in the studio that shows... That needs to be updated, it, but yeah. It hasn't been updated since we first got it. Right. Um, <laughs> and the very first time that and we put pins in. There's pins in every location where... Yeah, yeah. but it's only the United States. And so right. we've gotten some complaints because when we do our... From our whiny foreign listeners. Well... <laughs> That's your position. Um, no. When when we do our, uh. our monthly Google Patreon Hangout calls, uh, we usually sit in front of the map. And so um, our foreign listeners, yes, have seen the map and they're like, hey, what the hell? Right. We're not represented with yeah. a pen. But a lot of people aren't represented with a pen because it was so time consuming because you demanded that it be as accurate as possible. So you couldn't just put the pen in. You know, in, in a, the general yeah, area. In the general yeah. area, you wanted it exact. Okay, no, is it like over this stream or is it, where is it, it exactly? It didn't get down to the stream yeah, level. It did. Get out yes, of here. Yes, it did. It was maddening. This creek. Oh, no. Is it at the junction of this creek and this <laughs> river? Where is it? It wasn't like that. It was totally like anyway, that. Anyway, those stickers are on their way. We actually tweeted a list and also put it on the Facebook page for your perusal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a good time. Yeah. It's a great time. The cheeks are hurting. Mm. Too much smiling. Well, there's an exercise for that. An exercise for for smiling? For your cheeks. No. Yeah. There is. <laughs> All right. Lay it on me. Okay. Let's Well <laughs> What are you what are you talking about? I don't know how I found this, so don't ask me that. Um and also don't judge me for knowing that this exists. But um <laughs> The, just by saying that, it's the jigs up. Okay. Everybody is doing the, know, that, those two it things. It was in the New York Times, so it's oh, it's mainstream. It's, must be yeah. super credible. Yes. Yeah, so, well, no, I'm not saying it's credible. <laughs> but there are these uh, facial exercises. It's like the latest thing. Um, celebrities are doing them. They do them before award shows now. Um, be- we all know if a celebrity's doing it, it must be real reputable, as evidenced by Goop. And Gwyneth Paltrow's, you know, 
ionized vagina eggs and shit. Yeah, I'm not saying that there is um, evidence that supports that these exercises are effective. What are the exercises? Did you? What, but they claim that they reduce um, some of the signs of aging. Okay. And one of them is cheek sculpting. So if you wanted to sculpt your cheeks, apparently this exercise helps create a better cheekbone shape. Mm-hmm. It tightens all of your cheek muscles and helps lift the middle part of your face. Now, do you want to go through how this would work? Yeah, well, how Yeah, how would you do that? Okay, so number one, smile without showing any teeth while rolling your lips outward as if you were trying to show as much lip as possible. Try to smile. Get the fuck out of here. Try to smile with the corners of your mouth as you force all your cheek muscles up. You should feel a slight burn I think in your mouth corners. Imitate... A cabbage batch doll. A cabbage batch doll. Cabbage patch doll. There you go. And uh, and by the way, all that does with me is is reinforce the already <laughs> cre- crevice like, uh-huh. crevasse like uh, crow's feet that I have. Okay, so the second step is place your index fingers just above the corners of your mouth, pressing firmly. Hey, here. No. Now slowly slide your index fingers up to your cheekbones, pressing deeply into the muscle using very firm pressure. Anyway. Maintaining that pressure, use your fingertips to lift those strands of muscle up and over the cheekbones toward the corner of your eyes. Someone a long time ago needed to tell these people that when your mom told you, if you don't stop making that face, it's going to stay that way. That they didn't really mean that. They were just trying to get you to quit being stupid. Because how is pressing my cheekbones up going to make my cheekbones stay? This it, is ridiculous. Well, who, it, who, 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 who's leading this this dumb dumbassery? I don't know. I don't know. But it. But like I said, it, I've been hearing about it. Like celebrities do it before award shows. And anyway. Um, now apparently they're doing studies on it so if you're looking (laughs) to do this then new york times (laughs) thanks new york times exercising your face i i might just have to jump on the donald trump bandwagon here and call him fucking fake Uh, news no 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 come on this was not certainly not front page earth-shattering science research this is probably some hippy dippy Bullshit, right? Well, it's I don't know. They say it's based on one new study, but who knows what that means? I didn't even I didn't even go look it up because I just don't give a shit. No, I mean let's wait for like more studies to come out about it, and then I'll start to care. Um, and I'll like look at them. But if it's just one, I'm not gonna go. Look I don't at even it. know if I care if there's multiple studies. Look, I I just I look like, as old as I look. Uh, whatever. Well, I'm looking at this guy that is featured in the article and. It just looks like you're pulling on your skin, on your face. And I don't know if that's good. You know, you're just like pulling the skin up. You're just pulling your skin up. I don't know. It just seems... I'm skeptical. But I will reserve judgment. I'm not reserving judgment. Right, um, it's dumb. <laughs> so let's, let's, uh, let's move on. Let's get to a couple of... Speaking of our foreign listeners, we, we do have two different voicemails from the United Kingdom today, mm-hmm. should we start with the voicemails or shall we start with the, the the several emails that we have? I think voicemails. All right. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Brittany. It's Jonathan from the UK here. 
Um, long time no speak. Sorry, guys, it's been a bit uh, busy lately. Um, but uh, yeah, so on all the events happening the last few days, weeks, thought I'd give a call in. Um, I suppose the big thing I'm interested in talking about, and maybe ideally hearing your guys' opinion on, is what you reckon about this whole um, Oprah Winfrey 2020 thing. I must admit, I'm a bit uh, unsure, really. I mean, I, I don't have much experience of Oprah, personally. Never watched her show, and the only thing I really know her for is that um, she's a bit of a peddler of woo in many cases with things like, you know, plugging the secret book and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, having said that, I don't dislike her and I've heard that she does an awful lot of good and obviously has a very inspirational backstory. American dream writ large, really, much as anything else. I'm just wondering, though, is she really somebody that uh, you want to run for president? I mean, don't get me wrong, I know why, absolutely. She's the complete opposite of Trump. Unlike him, you know, she is legitimately acclaimed to be an excellent business person and, you know, frankly, is wonderfully popular, could do a wonderful job. But <clears throat> is this what, is this the route the Democrats and people really want the country to go down? Just to beat Trump, do people adopt the same methods? To fight a billionaire, do we get another billionaire in the ring? I mean, what does that mean for politics going forward? What does that mean for professional politics and professional politicians if it seems that only people with money and fame are allowed to run? It's, it's, it has a ring of dystopian feel about it. I don't know if you've read the book Ready Player One, where the character in there talks about how in the future there are only celebrities running for president and currently it's on President Will Wheaton. Um, is that a place that America could go? Or would you need to turn to Oprah because she's the only one who could really beat, who could honestly beat Trump? I mean, I know he's got terribly low approval ratings, but if there's one thing we learned from last time, it's that you don't underestimate the man. Not when it comes to a campaign, anyway. Well, I mean, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, guys. And, uh, yeah, it's good to call in again. And, uh, really, still enjoying the show. And, uh, keep up the good work. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Was it seemed just from the noise either he was walking down a busy highway or was like piloting a a a horse-drawn carriage ride. Mm. There was a little clippity cloppity going on toward the beginning. The background noise very much uh went went well with the accent, I think. <laughs> um I Thank you, Jonathan. I agree with um, much of what he said about Oprah. And we didn't really talk about this whole thing, but it went crazy on the internet. People saying that Oprah should run. Yeah, come on. Oprah 2020, everyone getting really excited because she um, gave a really powerful speech. Um, there are many problematic things about Oprah, and Jonathan touched on a few of them. The Secret, Dr. Oz, I didn't Dr. know Phil. that she was a, a secret person. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what The Secret is, it's um, it was a best-selling book, I think, because of Oprah. Um, uh, basically, the point is, if you are positive, then positive things will happen to no, you. No, or if, it, you th if you think positive yes. thoughts... If you want you a Lamborghini, can, like, you envision a Lamborghini. And it will happen you, you, for you. And it'll materialize for you. Yeah, it's all about your thoughts. Fucking come on. Um, so... God. But but also Dr. Oz. She's the Dr. Yeah. Oz exists because of Oprah. Well, he exists 
known to the public, I'm sure he would like not not exist. <laughs> yes. Okay. Doctor Doctor Oz as the character yeah, that right. he is, um, which is peddling miracle miracle diets and being a a reiki weirdo where they wave their hands for energy over the open chest during heart surgery. Come on. Come on. And then, of course, Dr. Phil. Dr. fucking Phil. And we actually didn't talk about this, but there was kind of a takedown of Dr. Phil, um, like you would see in mainstream media outlets, but in like a like a doctor news website, like a medical news yeah, website. Yeah. And um, they said that um, he would bring addicts into his show and like give them drugs and alcohol in the dressing room so that they would come out and be like out of control and like they would arrive sober like having been sober to try to get help from the show and then there would be like alcohol in the waiting room or whatever um the dressing room wherever they would stay and um like there were also allegations that his staff would like take heroin addicts to Skid Row to score heroin that's before right, the show. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Dr. Phil. Well, listen, uh- <laughs> it's only because the news cycle is like it is related to Donald Trump and the craziness internationally that's going on with politics right now that that kind of a thing didn't get more traction. Yeah. Because it should. Because yeah. he is in a helping profession. He is there to to... He is. He is. He, he should. He's not like Doctor Laura, who has a like a uh, some like weird physiology background. That's her doctorate. He actually is a psychologist. Yeah. So the other thing that I haven't seen um, being talked about as much is Oprah's problematic views about atheism and kind of the mm-hmm. the the problematic things that she has said about atheists through the years. And um, I mean that's typical of what you find in politicians they are not atheists they tend to um say negative things yeah, but you I don't guess. have to go the extra mile to malign someone who doesn't who doesn't buy into supernatural belief yeah and we're slowly coming out of that where people feel yeah. comfortable um not identifying with religion or just saying it doesn't play a very important part of their life yet they're still believers um that's becoming more common but oprah would definitely be a step back in that regard yeah, I mean, she has said ne- that, like, you can't really truly be a good, moral, decent person. You can't experience awe and wonder of if, the universe. If you don't have supernatural belief systems, if you don't believe in a higher power, a god, uh, even some uh, spiritual plane. And that's just, it's well, one, it's bigoted as fuck, but also it's, it's, uh, it's just not true. <laughs> it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Trust yeah. me. So, Oprah 2020, Jonathan, we are a no on that. We are a no, but I do want to say this before we move on. Uh, he brought up a good point, and that is, look, we, you can shit on Oprah because she's a human, and she's flawed, and she's done some bad things, just like all of us have, but she has done some wonderful things, too. For sure. She she pours millions and millions of dollars into schools and for girls in africa specifically that's one thing i know about yeah and those are just the public items that you know the ones you can remember right there are there are very likely almost certainly countless things that are under the covers that are quiet that aren't publicized that she's doing 
she's a good person. She just doesn't need to be fucking president. That's the point. Yeah, I mean, we we get it with the celebrities and right. we, we get it, but I, I don't think that that's the way to go. No. You know, so hopefully we can stop getting excited every time a celebrity gives a really great acceptance speech. Um, well, yeah. And, and focus on the people who, you know, have a chance who have a track record yes. of working in politics and getting things done. You know, Martin O'Malley, I'm just saying. That's well, one yeah. name. Well, look, look. <laughs> Sh- shouldn't Two things. One, we shouldn't answer, oh, you have your crazy fucking billionaire guy? Well, we're going to counter your crazy billionaire guy with our billionaire guy. Yeah. Uh, come on. And the other thing is, haven't we learned anything about putting someone in the seat of power who doesn't fucking know anything about the government? Hasn't this experiment of outsider eh, kind of came up a dud? We need somebody who knows the ins and outs of working relationships in Congress, understands the cloture rule in the Senate, understands the benefit of the filibuster understands and respects the traditions in the in the legislative branch. Yeah, and that's what I meant when I brought up like Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz because you know Donald Trump has put people in positions that they shouldn't be in um, given their lack of experience. Yeah. Uh, Jared Kushner handling the um, o- opioid crisis, peace in the Middle East. With yeah, I think he's handling everything. Um, streamlining the federal government, making it more efficient, I think, is one of his tasks. Yeah, and also, you know, thinking about that, like Ben Carson, all of these people, um, who would Oprah put in those positions? And I, I'm concerned about her judgment in promoting people like Dr. Oz, and would she put him in a position of power? You know, things like that to consider, um, I think, too, is important. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, Jonathan, thank you for the call. We appreciate it very much. Let's move on to our our next United Kingdom submitter. Is that right? Submitter? I guess. Submission from he. He, is that right? Uh, let's just do it. <laughs> Hello, Brittany. Hello, Jesse. It's Wayne from the UK here. And I just want to talk to you about your fearless leader. You know, um, President Donald J. Cunt. Now, he's been making the headlines over here and showing how much of a the ultimate snowflake that he is. Because when he was first elected... We've got um, Brexit going on over here, and we've got a bit pretty wank Prime Minister. Now, she's trying to make trade deals with anyone she can, and she's looking at um, America as the biggest trading bloc that we can get with outside of the EU. So, Donald J. Trump gets elected, sorry, Donald J. Cunt, gets elected, she extends an invitation for a full state visit. Now, full state visit means that you go to Buck House, have dinner with a queen, all that caper, all of the ceremonial stuff. But that's normally only given to uh, a second term president. So for her to do this was a bit of a uh, blatant move. Now, after lots of public pushback... Uh, it was downgraded to what's known as uh, a working visit, which is just basically you come here, do the diplomatic thing, and then you do one. And in the meantime, President mm, 
has been having a war of words with our Muslim mayor of London, Sadiq Khan. And in this time, uh, where he's been slagging off Muslims and uh, saying very bad things about London, saying there's like no-go zones and all that, which is complete bullshit, um, the public pressure to not have him come at all has been growing and growing. There's... Um, many online sort of uh, groups that are saying if he turns up, we're going to protest the shit out of him, and yeah. it it would be ugly. Um, so lo and behold, President Cunt has now decided that he's not going to come to the UK, uh, and he's blaming the fact that Obama got a rubbish deal on the new American embassy which is total bullshit because that deal was signed under Bush. That's right. Because the thing has only just finished being built. So it seems that no matter what goes on, President Snowflake keeps going blah, 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 because Obama. It makes absolutely no sense. The geezer is a complete prune. So well done on electing the ultimate king snowflake, America. It's it's amazing to us over here and the rest of Europe that this geezer is still in charge of the biggest nuclear arsenal. This geezer is still in charge of the most, sorry, the wealthiest economy in the world. It makes no sense to us until you read Plato's Allegory of the Cave. And it explains it there. So if anyone wants to know what that is, just go on YouTube and type that in. And the mindset of a Trump supporter is explained very eloquently in Plato's writings from 2,500 years ago. Anyway, uh, I just thought I'd get that off my chest. Um, I love the show. Controversially, Drew is the best part. Love you guys. Bye. Well, first of all, let me set the record straight here. I, I don't know if this is one of those things where, like, somebody can make... I can make fun of my brother all day long, but if somebody starts teasing him, I'm going to come to his defense. But it can calm it down a little bit there, Wayne, about, oh, we, we're we over here with our noses up in the air, just so snobby about how he got you guys have fucked it all up. One, Brexit happened, guy. And also, Theresa May... Now she's no she's no no Donald Trump but come on man you guys have uh, you, you you have your you you have your your string of missteps recently yourself so anyway and the other thing is uh, Wayne's right Donald Trump is making all kinds of excuses right now because there was a planned state visit and he is backing out of it because he is a fucking coward. Yeah, it's really embarrassing when everyone knows why he's backing out. Yeah. And, and everyone, we just, we get it. And then he's tweeting. He's like, the reason that I'm backing out is because of Obama. Like, what? He has to answer every criticism that's made. Yeah. It's... Every charge that's leveled, he has to try to change the narrative when all it does is draw more attention yeah. to what the original criticism was. His Twitter feed his Twitter feed is only defending himself. Yes. 
or sharing compliments that other people have given to him. That's right. He's like the Facebook friend that posts every time they do something nice for another person or receive a compliment from oh, someone. Oh, I gave money to this homeless guy today. Oh, everybody should take a page out of my playbook and really be more selfless. Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know? He's that guy. Anyway. Except uh, for he's not doing that. But he's, you that, know, That's right. Yeah, you yeah. get what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's even today. He's having dinner with with uh, Kevin McCarthy, the the majority leader in the House of Representatives, at, at Mar-a-Lago, of course, or wherever they are, one of his properties. Yeah. And he he makes a point to say, "I'm not a racist. I can tell you that. Believe you me. No, I'm the least racist. I am the least racist. I'm probably the least racist person on earth. Something that." You know, people who aren't racist don't normally have to announce to the world <laughs> right. is how fucking not racist they are. Yeah. I mean, he should really stop and go, huh, a lot of people are saying I'm racist. I wonder why they're saying that. And just yeah. take a second to evaluate why people are saying that. Self-reflection, eh, not a strong point. Yeah, I wish it was. Of Donald Trump. Yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen. From the UK, thank you very much for your phone calls. If you, too, would like to sound off, leave a voicemail or send us a voice memo, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. This message is from April from Cleveland. April. I'm listening to podcast number 372. I think the narrative we hear on Fox News that, quote, this is how guys talk in bars about these immigrants is specifically designed tactic by the Fox propaganda machine to reassure its viewers who do talk like this in bars that they are right to feel the way they do. It's like Fox saying... You, regular Joe, who laments about the shitty black people coming into your country, you don't have to let those libtards make you feel you are doing anything wrong. You are just pointing out the truth that we all know it is. Stroke the ego of your uneducated supporters to garner more support from them. Gross. She's got the language down. That is most certainly how they talk. Uh And I agree. I never really thought about that. But I, I think there is something to that, that Fox News is really... It's not just trying to make excuses for the president. It's not just trying to mitigate the damage that he's done. It's also to ease the minds, to normalize this kind of behavior within their unwashed, uneducated, low-information audience. Well, I always wonder, you know, what happens when Shepard Smith is at work and and he happens to be in the elevator with Jesse Waters. You know, what is that conversation that they're having? Because I think April's right. She has a point that these talking heads on Fox News know what they need to say in order to make people happy. Because when they cut to a commercial, they get on their phones, they check their Twitter, and they get immediate reinforcement for what they're saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. From the masses By the that thousands. are watching Fox News. And um, <laughs> Shepard Smith, on the other hand, who's not on social media, I doubt that he's checking Twitter. I doubt that he's checking his Facebook. <laughs> But the people who work for him, I'm sure, do. And on his Facebook page, it's just constant vitriol um, that he should be fired, that he shouldn't be saying the things that he's saying. So, all kinds of, of anti-gay slurs yeah, and, all the time. And I'm sure that the people like Jesse Waters who work there watch that happen to Shepard Smith. And they don't want that to happen. Yeah. They're riding high right now. They have all this support. Everyone's tweeting them love. Right. I mean, except for you. I wish we got uh, a little bit of love tweets. 
a little positive affirmation and reinforcement. Oh, do you not get after positive everything? affirmation? Have you read my YouTube comments? Yeah, but a lot of them are positive. <laughs> a lot of them are positive. Yeah, yeah, I'm just teasing. Okay. This one is from Raina. Hey, Jesse and Brittany. I just wanted to offer some comments about Donald Trump's comments about uh, shithole countries. To say that those remarks upset me does not do justice to how pissed off I am. I want to first state that there is no such thing as a shithole country. I can't even believe I have to say this, but apparently I do. Each country on this planet has good, loving, decent people. Countries may have problems and challenges they need to address, but then again, so do we. The distinct thing about being president is that it is the one job that reveals the true heart and true character of the person holding the office. I have one question. Why in the fuck do Republicans think it is appropriate or acceptable for the president of the United States to refer to other countries as shitholes? That's the kind of shit that if someone says it, you condemn in the strongest terms expeditiously, if not sooner. It's not the kind of comment you need 20 to 72 hours to speak out against. I particularly want to address Africa because calling Africa a shithole is confusing. Was it a shithole when millions of Africans were kidnapped and brought to America? Was it a shithole when those same millions were enslaved to help build this country and its economy? Or is it now a shithole because you can no longer do those things? I would also like to address the reaction of my white brothers and sisters. I have friends who are appalled, horrified, and disgusted by these comments. They are not even on my case about not sharing their level of outrage. I share their appallment, horror, and disgust. There is, however, one distinct difference, and this is important. I am a black child of black parents. I state that to simply say that from a young age, African-American children are told that people like Donald Trump exist in the world. We are told that people will judge, hate, and denigrate you simply because of how you look or where you're from. So when the day inevitably comes that you are confronted with the bullshit in your face, you're not shocked or surprised by it because your parents have already told you. White parents do not have to visit such a burden on their children because they'll never have to experience it. For a long time, people have said Donald Trump is an unapologetic racist. The late, great Maya Angelou said, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Maybe now people will. Yeah. I love the show. Brittany's the best part. But Jesse D, you could get better by being just a little bit less of a dick. Not going to happen. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. I, I don't think that's a possibility. I don't think that's in the cards. I don't think that's uh, on the agenda, Raina. But thank you for the email. <laughs> And to address a little bit of that, um, that's hard. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I come from a different place because I was raised white in a white state, in a white county, in a tiny white, white town. And I was taught by my parents under the Reagan administration that America was a shining city on a hill. And that I could achieve anything. I could do anything I wanted to. Um, my reality is different than someone, a black child raised by black parents. That is wildly unfortunate. Hopefully. And I believe we are gaining ground and making a difference and changing things. 
Uh, as I use this quote a lot, the moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends toward justice. Things aren't going to be quickly resolved to where that, that inequality is solved. Where a young black child raised today, it's probably a little better than it was when Reina was raised. And when that child's child is raised, it'll be just a little bit better. It's not going to be quick as anyone wants it. No fucking way. But as long as there's progress and we're all fighting toward that progress, I think uh, that is really what matters. And Donald Trump is just a blip on the fucking radar. We're going to get past this. We're going to get over this. We will overcome. I think the most concerning part of it is that um, people like Donald Trump feel comfortable coming out of the closet and showing their faces and presenting their views in the open. And uh, he's 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 helping that happen. And um, that's the most concerning part for me. I I think we're, we're we're in a moment of. It's either we're in a moment of one step forward, two steps back before we take three more steps forward. So we're eventually going to make progress out of this. There, good will come out of this eventually. But right now, it's a bad time. It, it is the two steps back. Uh, it's either that or this may just be the death threat, the thrashing, the death knell, the, you know, when you a body is dying and it starts to thrash around a little bit. This might just be that of this particular pernicious hateful conservative movement. I don't know. I'd like to believe that. I I can't state that it is. I just think it's a possibility. Yeah. Do we have... Anyway, Raina, thank you very much for the email. We appreciate it very much. Do we have any others? No, we do not. Do not. Thank you, guys. We appreciate the communication. Again, you know the numbers. You know the email address. We'd love to hear from you. We love you, and we appreciate you. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash idoubtitwithdollamore. Mary. Mary! The latest Patreon supporter. We appreciate your generosity. Thank you very much. Hopefully Mary is on the on the live stream. Yeah. That would be a wonderful thing. So speaking to everyone who is not currently a Patreon supporter or using Amazon or buying Dollamore merch at dollamore.info, if you like the show, help us make it. Go to dollamore.com slash Patreon, dollamore.com slash Amazon to shop on Amazon, and uh, dollamore.info to buy the merchandise. And if you cannot support us uh, financially, then leave us a review on iTunes. No cussing, no cussing. Yeah, no, (laughs) that's right. Rating a review on iTunes, or I think Stitcher has it too, but Stitcher's, 
I long ago stopped like checking the stats. Like, oh, how many? How many uh, I, I stopped. I don't know what that noise was, but I I stopped doing that noise. <laughs> is is Stitcher used for like people that don't have iPhones, or is it? Well, you can use it on iPhones as well. Okay. But yeah, but it's just another pod thing. I'm not a giant fan of it because, well, little sausage here, but uh, they download our show and then replay it, and they insert ads. Huh? What the hell? Well, I agreed to it in the beginning because in Why? the beginning you you just you're desperate for anybody to fucking listen. So it's but, oh okay, well sure you want to make money those, on my back. That's good. Who do the ads benefit? Stitcher. Well, what the hell? Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? Sometimes uh, that's just the way it is. All right. Listen, our Stitcher listeners, I love them and I appreciate them. And Brittany might hate you guys, but <laughs> I I really love you. That's not what I said. <laughs> I was trying to get more information to learn more about them. That's how much I care. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think you can review there. Please do so. Even if you go download Stitcher just to review, that would be a nice little treat. Yep. That's dedication, though. Yes. That's loyalty. Yes. I don't know. That might be a, a bridge too far. That'd be a bridge too far for me. Okay, while we're while we're continuing, I guess it's never going to end. Um, also, go like the Facebook wow. page. I doubt it with Dollamore Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Dollamore at Brittany E Page and at I Doubt It Podcast. Dollamocracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. Shithole gate continues. <laughs> Listen, this, I'm glad this happened because a lot of people, I think, again, we're going back to the 32%. And my claim, my long time standing claim, that that particular number is slowly going to have a level of evaporation. In a month or two, it's not going to be 32. It'll be 31 or 30. That, that, that We're going to find bedrock. And that bedrock will be the unabashed racists in the United States. Speaking of unabashed racists, well, that's going to be a bad segue. Speaking of unabashed racists, Jake Tapper is not one of them, but took care of some biz on his show the other day talking about this entire thing, especially those who were very, very happy about Donald Trump's comments. A White House official tells CNN that the president took a victory lap last night, calling friends and allies to get their opinion on the breaking news. Well, you know who loved the news? Racists. Racists such as David Duke tweeting, Trump spoke blunt, hard truth. And racists such as Richard Spencer saying of Haiti, quote, the problem is it's filled with shithole people. If the French dominated, they could make it great again. Hashtag make Haiti great again. The neo-Nazi Daily Stormer website said, quote, this is encouraging and refreshing as it indicates Trump is more or less on the same page as us with regards to race and immigration. The real issue issue is all of these shitty brown people who come to the country exclusively to parasite off of us, unquote, and disgusting. This morning, however, the president tweeted, quote, the language used by me at the DACA immigration meeting was tough, but this was not the language used. The president's ambiguity there seems a bit deliberate since some of the original reporting conflated what he had said about the 54 nations of Africa and what he said about Haiti. So to be clear, he objected to Haitians coming to the U.S., but it was African countries that he specifically called shitholes. The president also tweeted in part, quote, never said anything derogatory about Haitians, which is technically true, I suppose. He just expressed the opinion 
that the United States doesn't need more of them. He's being a bit cute there with his non-denial denials. But Senator Dick Durbin, Democrat of Illinois, who was in the room, he did not mince words today about what he heard in the Oval Office. You know, why isn't this enough for people to yeah. understand or believe that what he is saying is problematic? Slowly, I think that's happening. Every time the Daily Stormer or Richard Spencer or David Duke praises what he is saying and says he's one of us, he's showing that he's one of us. How is that not crystal clear what we're dealing with? Yeah, uh, listen, it's a tough thing. It's a it's a it's a two edged sword here because do we want CNN quoting the Daily Stormer and legitimizing them and giving them more press and more feeding their traffic source or is it a good thing because people get to hear these radical racist extremists who 100% identify with Donald Trump, who praise Donald Trump, who just heap worship upon him? Yeah, no. So mentioning that is not going to legitimize them as a news source. And I... I think I have a hard time being objective with a lot of these situations because, again, this is what I come from. Yeah. And I feel like there was just a way for me to like quickly <laughs> review what we've talked about on the show related to my background because I'm always worried there's new listeners that like don't understand the full. Well, do it. We should there's always, always new we listeners. Should, well, we should always reference. We should reference, figure out what episode it was that I talked about it in more detail and then just reference that episode. But Coming from a white supremacist family, like literally with a swastika flag being flown outside my house, um, like my dad had tattoos, swastika tattoos, yeah, aggressive SS bolts, racist like, shit. I went to Aryan Nations when I was a yeah. kid. Um, all of that. I mean, the whole thing. I was immersed in it. So when I hear like Hitler photos and Hitler shit. photos in my house, yeah. yeah. Um, so when I hear these these conversations, like Donald Trump had. I know what it says to yeah. people like my parents who loved politicians like Pat Buchanan. Um, and David Duke. Yeah, not politically involved at all. But if they were politically involved, that's the only people they cared about. I met Pat Buchanan. Like that's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never heard him talk about politics, but we went to go meet Pat Buchanan. Um, so if if my dad was around to watch TV. I don't know if they have that in prison. Um, he, they, they, they do. <laughs> he would, he would be a fan of Donald Trump. Yeah. And this, this language, when I talk about dog whistles, it's because it sends a message to these racist communities because they all use coded language and shit. Yes. And so yeah. Jake Tapper highlighting, Listen, this is what the Daily Stormer is saying. I mean, you had a negative reaction to hearing what the Daily Stormer said. It's, yeah. it's horrifying. Most people are going to have that reaction. And it's going to create this feeling of, holy shit. Yeah. The Daily Stormer is saying this horrific thing and feeling like the president is with them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or Richard Spencer saying that it's not a shithole country. It's just filled with shithole people. Exactly. Okay. So <laughs> this is what I was talking about when I said my concern is Donald Trump, you know, making these people more comfortable to come out and say these things. And he has for sure. He has. And we witnessed that there are fewer Pepe the Frog profile photos on Twitter. Now it's Gary Johnson, the well, let's not use Gary Johnson, 
John Doe, the insurance salesman from Omaha, now he's a little bit more comfortable to put his picture and regurgitate some of this hate. Yeah, and I I don't know what the answer is. And, you know, we talk about this a lot. I talk about it a lot with people I know of like, you know, how did I come out of it? Well, I came out of it when I was young. Yeah. And so a lot of these people are adults. And so I don't know um, because I, I still had you know, a malleable brain that people could go, wait a minute, the Holocaust actually did happen. You know that, right? Here, read this, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, and kind of check me. And people like David Duke are beyond that. Um, yeah, but, the leaders of this movement are fucked. But I, They're not coming around. I don't know how unreachable the people who are writing on Daily Stormer are. I don't know. And I don't know how to reach them because... I think a large part of getting them to flip is getting some shame in their head about how uneducated they are. Um, And that was a large part of what happened to me, too, is like starting to feel shame and starting to move away from my Hmm. family. So when people criticized my parents, it wasn't a knee jerk. Well, no, I love my mom and don't talk bad about her. We're not white trash. And then it was kind of like. Oh, wait a minute. No, we are white trash. Yeah. And there's some things to evaluate here. And it's hard for people to do that. So I think that's where we need to go, right? Well, I think Getting some people, people to think that. I also think some people are going to be more uncomfortable with the cognitive dissonance that, that happens than others. Some people are A-OK in right. that headspace. You were obviously someone who wasn't OK with it. Yeah, but I also had people who cared enough to... To try to correct it, yeah, too. So, yeah. Um, it's tough. I, I would love if 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 someone in the audience, by some miracle, has the secret sauce, the formula. <laughs> let us know. Oh, you never know. There might be some. You know, why are they withholding it? T- why haven't they come out with it already? No one's ever asked. Why aren't they writing the New York Times with it? They've so- never heard me just come out and say, "Hey, if you know, they didn't know let you needed know. it. They didn't know. That's you right. Wanted. Yeah, they figured yeah. out. Ah, I'll figure it out on my own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, at the end of that clip, Jake Tapper talked about Dick Durbin coming out because Donald Trump is denied. He's denied, flatly denied, having said shithole. Well, I I use some tough talk because I'm a tough-talking tough guy with the toughness. The tough. Yeah. And uh, He's real tough. Dick Durbin disputes him. Dick Durbin's a Democrat. I want I want you to listen to Tom Cotton from Arkansas. Fucking Tom Cotton from Arkansas. He... Before you do that, All right. I want to read the tweet and, and get the exact language of how he denied it. Okay. Quote, never said anything derogatory about Haitians other than Haiti is obviously a very poor and troubled country. Never said, quote, take them out. Made up by Dems. I have a wonderful relationship with Haitians. Probably should record future meetings. Unfortunately, no trust. Please do. Yeah. Fuck Please yeah, record, record all of the meetings. Dick face. Um, so with that said, so, so he didn't say, I didn't say shithole. He didn't say, oh, I didn't call African shitholes. He just said, oh, no, no, I never said that about Haiti. Well, that's not what we're talking about, guy. You're, you're, you're honing it down to this specific area. Yeah. We just want to know, did you call any country during that meeting shithole countries? Right. Not just Haiti. Anyway, listen to Tom Cotton. His very carefully worded denial here. 
I, I didn't hear that word either. I certainly didn't hear what Senator Durbin has said repeatedly. So you're saying in that room you didn't hear any of this ba- uh, sort of lumping everybody together. Is that what you're saying? I did not hear derogatory comments but about, the about, about individuals or persons. No. Okay. So this sentiment is, is totally phony as well that is attributed to him. Yes. Did you hear that? I didn't hear the word said. <laughs> he didn't say Donald Trump did not fucking hear the word. They're not having a meeting in a fucking auditorium where he may have not heard it. And he's talking about Donald Trump, the president of the United States. You don't talk over the president of the United States. If you're talking and the president of the United States starts to talk, you shut your fucking mouth and you listen to the president of the United States. So there's no chance that there was crosstalk and he didn't hear it. He's being a fucking liar there. Then the other thing he says, which is just a weak. Listen, all of our Arkansas listeners should be very ashamed that he is this fucking stupid. <laughs> you have this stupid a man representing you in the Senate. He says, oh no, he didn't say anything about any individual or persons. That's not the claim, Tom Cotton. It's nice wiggle room. The claim is that he said shithole countries. You fucking maniac. Oh, God damn. So this is the best, by the way. This is the best denial. Weak sauce. Well, a, uh, a White House reporter from Politico tweeted today that um, they actually changed their story. Uh, Cotton. Yeah, and, and Purdue. And Purdue. Yeah. He says, I mean, really stop and think about this. Cotton and Purdue are changing their story days later to defend POTUS, basically now accusing two of their colleagues, including Republican Lindsey Graham, of fabricating the whole thing. Even by our new standards, that's not normal. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly right. So let's get to that. Tim Scott, senator from South Carolina, he made a statement talking about what Lindsey Graham said to him. Senator Tim Scott said Friday that his fellow South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican, who attended a bipartisan meeting with President Trump and lawmakers Thursday, confirmed a Washington Post account of Trump's remarks calling Haiti, El Salvador, and some African nations shithole countries. Yes. So Lindsey Graham confirmed that to Tim Scott. So unless Tim Scott, Republican Tim Scott, is fucking lying about something that Republican Lindsey Graham said. What are the chances of that? Come on. So according to um, Dick Durbin's account, I believe, Lindsey Graham challenged Trump on the comments that he made after he made them. Oh, well, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I disagree with Lindsey Graham a lot, but I don't think he's a fucking a hateful, racist bigot. So Dick Durbin said, my colleague Lindsey Graham spoke up and made a direct comment on what the president said for him to confront the president as he did literally sitting next to him took extraordinary political courage and I respect him for it. Wow. So I'm going to go out of order here. I don't know why I need to announce that, but because I keep promising the Durbin clip, we're going to get to the Durbin clip. Let's cover these Republicans. Here's Jeff Flake. And I want to kind of lay the groundwork to explain what, because when I first heard it, maybe I'm just dumb and didn't, I had to listen to it a couple times. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? 
Jeff Flake is saying here, Jeff Flake from Arizona, Jeff Flake Republican, Jeff Flake conservative Republican, says, well, listen, I was in a meeting after this meeting in question, and there were people in the, in the next meeting who were in this other meeting, and they were telling us what was said, and, and this is what they said, that he said shithole countries. And this is before any of the media knew about this. So before it was a thing, he heard about it. All I can say is I was in a meeting directly afterwards where those who had presented to the president our proposal uh, spoke about the meeting. And they, they used, said those words were used before those words went public. Uh, so that, that's all I can tell you is I, I heard that account before the account even went public. <laughs> that's not real clear, right? No. <laughs> It is not. So anyway, that's another Republican, conservative Republican. Like some would say very radically conservative Republican, Jeff Flake. Yeah. Who Look, he's no fan of the president. He's no friend to the president. He has been called out by the president. He is an opponent. But he's a member of the same party. That's a bummer. We, we, I think we've established through weak denials... Incredible accounts that back it up that it happened. Here, finally, is Democrat Dick Durbin from Illinois talking in great detail. He was there, and this is what he says about it. As Senator Graham made his presentation, the president interrupted him several times with questions, and in the course of his comments, uh, said things which were hate-filled, vile, and racist. I use those words advisedly. I understand how powerful they are. But I cannot believe that in the history of the White House, in that Oval Office, any president has ever spoken the words that I personally heard our president speak yesterday. You've seen the comments in the press. I have not read one of them that's inaccurate. To no surprise, the president started tweeting this morning, denying that he used those words. It is not true. He said these hate-filled things, and he said them repeatedly. When the question was raised about Haitians, for example, we have a group that have temporary protected status in the United States because they were the victims of crises and disasters and political upheaval. The largest group is El Salvador, and the second is Honduran, and the third is Haitian. And when I mentioned that fact to him, he said, Haitians, do we need more Haitians? And then he went on when we started to describe the immigration from Africa that was being protected in this uh, bipartisan measure. That's when he used these vile and vulgar comments, calling the nations they come from shitholes. The exact word used by the president, not more, not just once, but repeatedly. Uh, that was the nature of this conversation. When it came to the issue of, quote, chain migration, I said to the president, do you realize how painful that term is to so many people? African Americans believe that they migrated to America in chains. And when you speak about chain migration, it hurts them personally. And he said, oh, that's a good line. And then when I talked to him about the impact this has on family unification in a nation that values families with the flag as the most important symbols of our future. They scoffed at this notion. 
it was a heartbreaking moment. I am just constantly disgusted. But, um, you know, a lot of people are focusing on the word derogatory language, the word that he used. Yeah, that's, that's Scaramucci's really, been doing that. Yeah, that's really not the problem. And that's not the problem that people have. You know, adults say shit and shithole. It's okay. We get it. Some even say fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne in the UK is fond of saying cunt. Yes, there's many different <laughs> words um, that adults like to say. So we understand that Donald Trump as an adult may use some naughty language. Okay, that's, right. that's not what people are concerned about. What people not are concerned all. about is the fact that he called these countries shitholes and then said that we should have more people come from Norway. Okay? Right. So that is what the issue is here. Well, okay? Let's even let's let's drill down on it. It's not even that he called the country shitholes. It's the fact that we don't want people from the shithole countries. Right. But if there are good people in a country that just happens to be a shithole, why wouldn't we want the good people? He is talking about shithole countries being filled with shithole people. That is what he thinks. That is in his mind. That is in his heart. Right. And... You know, of the many people who we keep on saying, you know, where's Mitch McConnell? Where's Paul Ryan? Well, Paul Ryan did have something to say, but his response was also weak. He called the comments unfortunate. He started talking about how he understands because his family came from Ireland and it was so bad for his family. Um, Again, not the point of what we're talking about here. Yeah, I I read those comments later last night. so first thing that came to my mind was very unfortunate, um, unhelpful. Um, but you know what I thought of right away? I thought about my own family. Oh. Uh, my family, um, like a whole lot of people, uh, came from Ireland on what they called coffin ships then, came here and worked the railroads. Uh, the Irish were really looked down upon back in those days. I hear all these stories from my relatives about Irish need not apply. We could basically get construction jobs, cops, or firefighter jobs. And um, James and Catherine Ryan came over. A.K.A. jobs that paid well. You fucking asshole. I'm going to let it continue, but shut the fuck up. It's not the same goddamn thing. Literally worked the railroad until they had enough money to buy a farm. All the jobs we could get were construction jobs and firefighters and police officers. Positions of power over others. Those are the only jobs. These low, these low jobs. This is all we could do as Irish people. Fucking cry me a river. Cry Raina's family and her ancestors a river. You fucking insensitive jerk off. Arm, which happened to be outside of Janesville, Wisconsin. Then their son, my great grandfather, started a railroad embankment business. With horse plows, and it's it's the earth moving business to to the How day. How oppressed! He started um, a business. It is a beautiful story of of America, and that is a great story. And that is the story we have today, and that is the story we had yesterday, and that is what makes this country so exceptional and unique in the first place. So I see this as a thing to celebrate, mm. uh, and I think it's a big part of our strength. Um, whether you're coming from Haiti, we've got. Great friends from Africa in Janesville uh, who are doctors who are just incredible citizens. And uh, I just think it's important that we celebrate that. 
you know, this is the other thing that's been happening is people are coming out with these stories of um, immigrants who came from these countries that he has deemed shithole countries that, you know, have saved people from burning buildings, have done all these heroic things. And while that's great and it's great to highlight those stories, um, it's not just people who save babies from burning buildings that deserve respect. Yeah. All these people deserve respect. And so for him to go, you know, we know a couple immigrants that come from Haiti and they're doctors. What? Yeah. I don't care what they do. They deserve respect. Cab driver, janitor, whatever. Fuck you and your sad, sap Irish story of white people who started a business that lasted generations and led you to where you are as Speaker of the House of Representatives of the United States of America, you fucking idiot who doesn't think past his own goddamn nose. You know what that sounds to me like is someone who has um, inherited money through Weird. generations, yeah. which is how people escape poverty. And you know who doesn't have that luxury? People who were brought to this country and owned by people and not allowed to get education in education, not allowed to own property. Yes. Not allowed to own businesses. Okay? Not allowed social mobility relative to income to allow themselves to fucking have what happened to your family happen to them. It just seems like a very weird pivot to make. You know, oh, well, I understand this and here's, you know, stop. Well, it's also, look, <laughs> this isn't even what we, we were going to talk about. We're going to. The response from leadership in the Congress, I freaked out when I actually listened to that a little harder. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But um, it, it's that rather than the Speaker of the House saying, I condemn in no uncertain terms the words of the president because of my background, he says this. Very unfortunate. Um, unhelpful. Oh, it's unfortunate that our president is a fucking virile racist. It's not. It's not unfortunate or unhelpful. Very unfortunate. Um, unhelpful. It's disqualifying. It's unacceptable. You know, he once said of um, President Obama's State of the Union in. 2016 that it quote degrades the presidency oh a, a a a state of the union from president obama who was respectful and articulate and fucking genius and loving and compassionate and empathy he's everything that we could hope for in a leader of this great nation and what he said what degrades the office degrades the presidency uh but donald trump says ridiculous and this racist is what? shit very unfortunate um unhelpful Ugh. this is what sorry i got excited because i found it in the article what he was actually <laughs> talking about this is what he said degrades the presidency oh okay let's hear it okay because during the oh is this the citizens united the, no, during the um, so in this State of the Union, President Obama was talking about um, things that Donald Trump had said because this was his final State of the Union. That's exactly right. And he 
said, quote, promising to restore past glory if we just got some group or idea that was threatening America under control. And he he blasted that idea as wrongheaded. And this is referring to the Muslim ban. Sure. And Paul Ryan said, quote, but I think it sort of uh, degrades the presidency to then talk about primary politics and the other party during primaries. That's not what presidents ought to be talking about in the State of the Union addresses. It's unbelievable. Are you fucking kidding me? It is. That's all Donald Trump does. Let's wait until this next State of the Union and see what kind of fucking campaign rally he tries to turn it into. Well, it's tan suit and Dijon mustard all over again. It's exactly it's, right. It's what is he talking? This degrades the presidency, but everything that Donald Trump does degrades the presidency. You know, we had this breaking story from the Wall Street Journal. Okay. Conservative Wall Street Journal. About uh, Donald Trump. Owned by Fox News. About Donald Trump having an affair with a porn star and paying her $130,000 and having her sign yeah. a non-disclosure agreement. And not on the news. <laughs> yeah, we're not even going to talk. That's the, the only mention of it on this show because other shit is going on that's more important than him paying hush money to a porn star who he fucked. While, while he was married, married to Melania. While married to Melania. Allegedly. That's one of many submissions. Yes. <laughs> one of many submissions. So, Donald Trump fucking a porn star. Allegedly. And what does that do to the presidency? Oh, it doesn't degrade it. It it bolsters. Yeah. It adds to the glory yeah. of the presidency. I'm sure it's unhelpful. Super unhelpful. Uh, so Donald Trump also said problematic things. This, um, this no, 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 no. Very unfortunate, um, unhelpful. They were unfortunate and unhelpful. He said, un Page. he said unhelpful <laughs> things. Um, I think this one happened in the spring of 2017. Okay, so are we ready to talk about this? Um, yes, we'll talk about that, and then let's move on to Michael Shea. Okay. So in the spring of 2017, uh, Donald Trump met with members of the Congressional Black Caucus. During that meeting, one of the members mentioned to Trump that welfare reform would be detrimental to her constituents, adding, quote, not all of whom are black, according to NBC News. The president was incredulous. Really? Then what are they? Yeah. Shocked that it was not just black people on welfare. Donald Trump and his fucking genius special, what did he say? His uh, stable genius mind. Yeah, stable genius. Mm -hmm. uh, that only, he believes that only black people are on welfare. But of course, white people are the biggest beneficiaries when it comes to By um, far. programs like temporary assistance for needy families, which is, of course, what people call welfare. Right. Um, but he was surprised by that. He was shocked. He's like, what? Uh, seriously. Again, he has a very good brain and he has said all. a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not only that, I'm right. probably the least racist person on earth. Not only that, but, um, are we going to bolster the fact that he's the least racist per person on earth? 
Probably, right? I'm, I'm assuming you're going to say something that backs that claim up. Yeah. Yeah, here we okay. go. Okay. Here we um, go. Here we it's going <laughs> to... Yeah, here we go. It's going to alleviate all of the concerns. So uh, President Trump questioned why a career intelligence analyst wasn't leading negotiations with North Korea on behalf of the United States because of her Korean heritage, NBC News reported Friday. Trump, who was meeting with the analyst as a part of a briefing on a family being released by militants in Pakistan, waited until the briefing was over before questioning her and asking her where she was from. She said New York. Trump pressed on, asking her where her people are from. Uh. When the analyst responded that her parents were from South Korea, the president reportedly responded by asking a nearby advisor why the, quote, pretty Korean lady was not negotiating with North Korea's government on behalf of the Trump administration. So he did that thing where he's like, oh, where are you from? Uh, New York. No, like, where are you from? Where are you from from? <laughs> I'm, I'm an American. I'm from New York. No, you know what I mean. Where are you from? And then, oh, why is the pretty Korean lady not doing it? Right. You know, not, she's not, a, wait, not where's the pretty American lady? She's a Korean to him. Right. She's a fucking Korean. But but even, I mean. Imagine, uh, probably the least racist person on earth. Imagine being a professional woman. And not only is he insulting you by, no, like, really, where are you from? You know, in front of everybody. CIA. She works for the fucking CIA. And then he's like, why isn't the pretty Korean lady? Yeah. Like, you know, I am a professional person working. I don't need to be treated like this. You know, it, it's. You think it would hurt her job prospects if she said, you know what? You can fuck straight off. You think that would hurt it? Like, she got fired because she told the president. Donald Trump to fuck straight off. I mean, I wish that wasn't the case. Yeah, you would think they'd be like, oh, well, we got a, a, a line of jobs for you to take. You just take your pick of this fucking panoply of juicy jobs. Well, you'd think everyone in the room would be like, well, that reaction makes sense. <laughs> Can't blame her. <laughs> yes. They just start applauding. Yes. <laughs> She gets a standing ovation yeah. in the Oval Office. So let's speak of laughter and hilarity. Michael Shea, related to this shithole weekend, on Weekend Update, he made an awesome, unbelievable point. And I almost played this clip directly after Raina's email because she tapped into this so eloquently. Listen to Michael Shea, and this is another angle to this that isn't being talked about enough, and this is why comedy is so fucking awesome. Because he makes a joke, and a conversation is had because of it. Let be honest. When someone asked me, did you hear what Donald Trump called Haiti in Africa? I was like, oh boy, did it start with an N? <laughs> but then I heard what he said, and I was like, that's it? I've said that about countries for not having a CVS. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> My job is to make jokes about the news, but Trump saying something racist isn't exactly news anymore. It'd be news if Trump said, you know, what we need more in this country. Haitians. <laughs> and by the way, he's not the only one here that thinks like that. I've, loved, I've lived in this country my entire life, and I've been asked to go back to Africa several times, and it's never been because they thought I'd enjoy it there. <laughs> but Donald, you do realize how rich these places are in resources, right? 
I mean, they're in bad shape because they've been robbed and exploited for centuries by Western powers. So the president of the United States calling Africa a shithole is like telling a kid you molested, boy, did you grow up to be weird. (laughs) That is awesome. And this is why comedy is powerful. I mean, I want to go on a jag about comedy, but some would say, oh, you're belittling molesting children. And he's not. He's using that as a device to get people as an analogy to think about how Africa has been fucked for centuries by white people, by colonialism, by the Dutch, by the British, by the French, by America, by the Spanish. It's a big deal. And that is awesome. And it aligns... You know, Rain is not just, she's just not quite as funny as Michael Shea from Saturday Night Live. How dare you? I think I can I can f- fairly say that. How dare you, sir? Look, I'm hilarious and I'm not as funny as that guy. Mm. <laughs> I am not hilarious. Anyway, I thought that was a beautiful moment. It's, it, it really encapsulates, one, the thing about comedy and why a little bit of offensive material really sparks thought in people and conversation in people. But also, just generally, what he's saying is fucking poignant. And Donald, it really just makes Donald Trump's cuntiness even more amplified. You're welcome, Wayne. You're welcome. So, the other thing we're going to talk about, and then we're going to get to taking care of biz. Very quickly, it's on this too. It's how the news has been reacting to this. How the news has been talking about shithole gate. I believe that the word shithole, I did a, I did a video this, this week about this. And there was internal debate, um, both for the YouTube channel and also for Occupy Democrats, about should I say shithole? And I very quickly, it was, you know, the, the debate didn't take very long. I absolutely should say shithole because it's important to to explain to the audience the gravity of the shitty thing that the president of the United States is saying. If you water it down, you're you're giving him a pass, I believe. Well, here is a very quick mashup, a supercut of a bunch of different media figures using it and not using it. Or as it were, not using it, and then a whole bunch of using it. The president is teaching little kids a new word. Blank hole. Bleep hole. Bleep hole. S hole. Any sort of hole. Begins with a word, a bad word, and then ends up with hole. Let's just use the word the president is using. It. Shithole. This shithole. is shithole. 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 Right. shithole. Donald Trump has turned the Oval Office into a shithole. 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 The word shithole. Shithole in and of itself. Uh, a shithole. 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 I never in a million years thought I would be saying shithole. On television, you probably come from a shithole. It's a shithole place. Considered a shithole. Your ancestry is a shithole. Shithole immigrant. Your mouth is the foulest shithole in the world. <laughs> the shithole people. Living in shitholes. My dad came from what I guess Trump would call a shithole. My people came from what Donald Trump would call a shithole. I'm the descendant of people from a shithole. I'm a proud shitholer. 
Shitholer. Shitholer. Shitholer. Shitholer. Shitholer. Shitholers built this country. I'm proud to be a shitholer, and I want a t-shirt. Oh. And he wants a t-shirt. Yeah. We should make some shitholer t-shirts. Yeah, you know what I loved Why is, are we not on that making shitholer t-shirts? There were female journalists who were receiving tweets from men. Uh, chastising them um, for using shithole on TV and um, talking about their filthy mouths. You know, this happened when the pussy tape happened. That's right. And This was another moment. Mm-hmm, where people had to decide if they were going to say pussy or not on TV. And I had people that were critical of me saying, you know, why are you talking about this? It was locker room talk. <laughs> Um, you know, the president is talking like this. If the president's talking like this, then the journalists can talk it's like this. It's the most bus-shaped locker room <laughs> fitted with microphones and cameras that you've ever seen. Yeah, God really damn. impressive locker room. Um, but again, he's the one that's saying this. That's right. And people need to report it. So I'm sick of this weird puritanical, uh, we can't talk like that on TV. Like, that's notice, how Donald Trump is talking. Notice it was the Fox News idiots. The fucking Tucker Carlson's and the and the other idiots over at Fox News. Asshole. The asshole. Well, yes. Just say it, you fucking idiots. Those are the people. This is your president. Those are the people, strangely, that um, are critical of other people who use the actual terms that the president is using. Right. Why is it only okay for Donald Trump to say certain words? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. So. It, well, I was just thinking of, I had this thing, Tucker Carlson, who can't, when they talk about female genital mutilation, oh. he's like, oh, uh, uh, I don't want to say genital. How do I? Uh, how do I get around this? Uh. Wasn't he also in- uncomfortable with with the woman that he had on saying clitoris? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's like the oh. c word. Ah! No, that's not the c word, guy. Yeah. Wayne knows the c word exactly. It's cunt. Mm. All right. It's a real bummer for the people who don't want to hear that word. This well, he's he's British. It's like a yes. It's a term of endearment. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's different. Yes, I do want to say while uh, we're talking I'm about ready to bump no, the no, no, bumper, no. While but... we're talking about that, um, people were calling Tommy Laren that on unacceptable. On a Facebook post. Everybody unacceptable. And I went on there and I said, you know, unacceptable. And unhelpful, sir. Um, (laughs) Very unfortunate. Um, Unhelpful. But it is. And it's just, if we don't uh, like the way that the discourse is going with the way that Trump supporters call people libtards and, you know, Jesse gets called doll-a-dick and doll-a-douche, you know, if we don't like all that kind of stuff. I kind of like those. Why would we (laughs) contribute to that? You know, why well, you would... certainly don't want to. Do... There's a lot to attack Tommy Laren on. You don't need to call her a cunt yeah. or talk about her blonde hair you know, and... or her, 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 her oral sex mouth or whatever the fuck you're. I don't want to say what they say. I certainly do not like Tommy Laren. Okay. I think she's a bad person. Yes. But, but I would not go online and send her a message with those. Yeah, comments. it's just fucking not cool. And don't do that um, on her page. It, and, you know, it gives her ammunition, too. So when she gets those messages from liberals, she gets to go on Fox News or, at the time, her little Facebook show, and put those comments up yeah. and say, look at how the liberals treat me. 
I've defended her. I've came to I've come to her aid on on Twitter in the course of people replying to my shit that I said to her. Anyway, what is this? Anyway, it just it came my up. Own horn. It came up. So, all right, wrapping it up. Let's do it. Taking care of biz. Imamu Baraka. Wow, Umamu Baraka. Yeah. Very nice. I hope I Nicely said it. Nicely done, Brittany Page. I hope I said it correctly. Um, this man recorded a video. This is a hero. And he put it on Facebook. And it, he was outside the University of Maryland Medical Center, Midtown. And he witnessed patient dumping. Now, I've heard about patient dumping for a really long time. It's where hospitals take someone who is poor or mentally ill and they literally dump them on the street or they buy them a one-way bus ticket out of the city. Right. Uh, I think Las Vegas got busted for doing that. Um, but I have never actually seen it happen. Again, I just hear about it. I've, I've heard of these cases. and Also, they were lazy as fuck in this case. Because they dropped her off, like, on the sidewalk outside the hospital. At a bus stop right in front of the hospital. Right. And so this man saw it happen, and he takes out his phone, and he starts recording. And he happened to be a therapist, which is... Unfortunate <laughs> for the hospital. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I Lucky, because he had the yeah. he had the disposition to really deal with it and, you know, go up to the woman, and, and she was clearly not in a good place she was not she didn't look like she was in touch with reality and she couldn't really speak or she was choosing not to speak um and she was in a nightgown and socks yeah and they put her on the bus stop with her bags her belongings and he he sees this scene and he takes out his phone and he starts recording and he puts it on his Facebook page. And when I first first watched the video, I I felt kind of conflicted. I thought, oh, I don't know about this. It kind of, you know, is exploiting this person. I, I felt initially. Yeah, yeah. And then well, you're working through it and you first watch something. Yeah. And then I started to think that I the the video is so important because it's six minutes long and you see this woman who's barely clothed. She could be raped. She could be assaulted. Also, it's the goddamn wintertime in Baltimore. It's fucking cold. And she really is in the, the assless hospital gown. She could be robbed. She could be killed. Terrible things could have happened yeah. to her if this man had not been walking by and decided to intervene. Or had he been someone else? Yes. So he decides to stay with her and um, helps her. And we're going to play a little package here. And it's it's kind of a blend of the video footage that he took. So you'll hear her in the background moaning. That would be the woman. And you'll hear him talking to her. And there will be some information that they give over the video. So we can play that package. Are you okay? Are you unable to speak? 
The video posted on Facebook captures a clearly distressed young woman wearing only a hospital gown and socks yeah, in freezing temperatures down. just outside the University of Maryland Medical Center in Baltimore. Wait, so y'all just going to leave this lady out here with no clothes on? Psychotherapist Amamu Baraka began recording when he saw hospital workers dump the patient and leave. Individuals have left a patient half naked on the city streets. And it's, it's about 30 degrees out here right now. Baraka called an ambulance, which took her back to the same hospital. I share the community's shock and anger at what occurred. Now the hospital is apologizing. But where we absolutely fail and where we own that failure okay. is in okay. the demonstration of basic humanity and compassion. It's the latest so-called patient dumping example. Hospitals discharging at-risk, often poor patients into the streets. Cases in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and Washington, D.C. have resulted in lawsuits and terminations. We talked via Skype to the man who took the video in Baltimore. I do believe that this is happening far more frequent than anyone even imagines. Tonight, the patient is back with her family, but the question remains, how did a hospital allow this? Tom Costello, NBC News, Washington. So, I mean, the video is horrible. You can go to his Facebook page and watch it. I'm just typing his name, or I guess we can share it to the page. We'll, we'll share his video to the Facebook page. Um, but he said, quote, the reason I did this recording the video was to protect her and to protect me no one would have believed me this video is now the voice for her because as you see in it she was not able to speak for herself there is no way he was going to let the incident go unchecked quote no not on my watch so again i mean he just happened to be walking down the street and and is watching the hospital staff wheel her out and then get her out of the wheelchair and just leave her in a hospital gown and, and also, it's a disingenuous fucking apology from the hospital. I mean, the, it might have been genuine, but in the wake of such a horrific abdication of their duties as as helpers, as healers, that for that to be the response, I, I don't know. It, it rings untrue to me. Well, and it's weird because the the hospital said that... Um, she was treated in the emergency room and that she received proper care while in the hospital and that this incident happened after discharge. Okay, but you don't go wheel someone out who's in that state of mind and leave them at a bus stop with their belongings. Right, right. Not only that, she's still in a hospital gown. So you don't say, oh, well, this, oh, she froze to death on the sidewalk. Oh, that happened after we discharged her. Yeah, dick, you discharged her, wheeled her to the curb where she could have frozen to death in a hospital gown with her ass hanging out untied. Fuck you. You're a healer. You're in a helping profession. You, you More is required of you than your tepid apology. Well, and these are people that are supposed to be in a helping profession. They're working with people who are sick who are sometimes in their most vulnerable position in yes, life. Yes, yes. And this is not what you want to happen to you when you're in your most vulnerable position. When you cannot speak and you're having possibly a mental problem 
or you're severely ill and you, you know, can't take care of yourself. You don't want to go into the hospital and then have them just treat you like a piece of trash and disregard your safety and well-being. No, they should be prioritizing your safety and your well-being and take care of you. Right. That's why you go to a hospital to get help. And for them to disregard poor people or those who are mentally ill. That's my problem with it. It's... It's horrifying. Because they wouldn't wheel someone out who was puking up blood. If you were visibly uh, had a problem, you're, you're, you're puking blood or you're constantly shitting or something else that's visible. Oh, instead, oh, they're aggravating. They've got mental illness. Eh, let's put them outside where we don't have to watch that. They would never fucking do that if it was a physical manifestation of illness. Yeah, so I'm thankful to this man because he stopped and he yeah. acted and he stayed with this woman. I mean, unfortunately, the ambulance came and got her and took her back to the hospital that just dumped her on the street. Um, the same hospital. But Ugh. but I believe she um, was able to get back in touch with her family through him um, and her family wasn't aware of where she was and, and so now yeah. they're in touch and um, she was 22. She is 22. So she's a young woman, and I just want to thank him for being a man of action, and I think this is an example that we can all look to. When we see something like this happening, we can take action, we can get involved, and we should get involved. Be more like Imamu Baraka. Awesome. All right, we're going to leave you there. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Listen, if you would like to help us produce this show, if you want to help us move the conversation forward on an episode by hopefully episode basis, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore. And if that's too much, you can go to dollamore.com slash Patreon. That's probably just really convoluting the whole issue, huh? You do what you can. I, I do. I do what I can. You know what I mean? We love you guys. We love your support. We love the relationship that we have with our audience I believe that it is special. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Not as many as Brittany because she's an obsessive freak show about podcasts. I listen to a few. <laughs> and I think that we have something special with our audience, a connection. And uh, we want to foster that. We love your participation. If you want to sound off, participate in the show. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We will see you next time. Episode 374 of I Doubt It. Until then, for Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It. President Snowflake keeps going blah, 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 because Obama. <laughs> <laughs>